Hello everyone, this is Yulei Strate. Today I'm hosting Irina as part of the transition series. I met Irina about eight years ago in Strasbourg. She was 27, a passionate design student who recently gave up everything to follow her dream. She was active nonstop, learning design, learning French, working odd jobs to support herself and her studies. I never saw her flinch in the face of hardships. She kept her smile on, she kept focused and worked harder. She still does. She is now in the US, a designer that is being recognized at renowned international exhibitions. This is a story of how passion and hard work can lead to the life of choice. Join us. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Transitions is about transformation and self-reinvention. It tells the stories of people that have made incredible professional and life changes. The ability to change and transition is one of the competencies required for the future of work. My hope is that these discussions will motivate you to forge your own unique journey, no matter the difficulty. The difference should be that you will know firsthand what to expect and will have higher chances of success because you can prepare. If you do find these types of conversations useful, you can support the podcast by subscribing to it. To access the video podcast and subscribe for free to my YouTube channel, go to youtube.com forward slash skills for Mars and hit the subscribe button. Alternatively, you can go to skillsformars.com and click the YouTube confirm your subscription button. And now I give you Irina. Hello, Irina, and welcome to Skills for Mars Transitions. Hi, Yulia. <laughs> nice to be here. It's really, I'm really happy to be here. Uh, I was, I was looking forward to discuss about your journey of uh, transformation. We met, I think, about ten years ago when you just started, and uh, now you went through it. So it's really nice to talk uh, to talk about it. Uh, yes, I don't even remember when I started. <laughs> it's like super long time ago. Um, yeah, so I was uh, living in Bucharest and I was kind of unhappy with my life and with, uh, what I was doing at that time. And I started to question what am I doing right now? Why am I in this situation? What I should do to be more happy and, uh, happy with what I'm doing. <clears throat> so, um, everything started with a job that I really hated and I was waking up with a lot of stress in the morning, thinking that I have to go to that place again and to do that kind of job, which I don't enjoy, even though it was a nice job and a well-paid job and I had kind of the financial comfort, but I was not happy. So that's not okay you know, when you're in that uh, point of your life where you, you do just wake up in the morning and you don't have the satisfaction of what you are supposed to do during that day. Um, so. It was also during the economical crisis, so it was super difficult to find another job. So I had to, to be really, really courageous to take uh, the decision to quit my job during that time, which I did because I was thinking if I'm not doing it, I'm going to get sick or something. It's not normal, you know, to be so unhappy about your job. Um, and I was lucky that my family... I had the support of my family, my brother and my mother, who just said, like, do it and we will see if you can change your job or do something else. And I quit my job and then I started looking for something else. But the problem was I was kind of going in the same direction. And whenever I was kind of finding a job that would fit my uh, my background and my skills, I was kind of like, I don't want to do this again. It's kind of the same thing. What so were you doing? That was the. I was working in uh, European projects at that time. So I studied communication before. I had a bachelor and a master in uh, Romania. And I studied a few things. It was kind of a bit communication, a little bit of journalism, a bit of philosophy. So I could do many things, but there was not just one thing that was defining me. Like, you are a doctor, you know, you're a dentist. You're, I was like, I could be many things, but in the same time, it was hard to decide. And especially if you don't know very well the the field or, you know, you have to learn. And, and I went in this direction and I started learning and I was just like not happy with the situation. And it was maybe also because of the Romanian situation at that time. You know, there was a lot of corruption and I couldn't find myself working around that kind of people and that kind of system. So... Uh, yeah, I just decided to quit my job. And I remember the day when I quit my job and I will never forget that day. I think I remember I called my mom and I told her, I feel like I'm floating. So I was 
in a position without money for the future, without uh, really having some plans. But I was so happy that I was feeling like I'm floating. I don't have to go there anymore. That was the most important thing that was just making me happy. So that was the moment when I start uh, browsing and looking for like, what should I do next? And Were you in a routine kind of job or what were you doing? Uh, it was a routine. So I, I started with uh, writing projects, but then I was working in a company where uh, I was just not fitting because they were mostly, everybody was coming with economical background. And little by little, I started to be in a department with, I don't know, writing projects from a different point of view or like doing uh economical parts of the project, which I had no idea how to do, but nobody was helping me. And I was just not fitting there. And I knew that I, I, I can be very good and I am passionate about things I do in my life. And I just didn't want to be that person who's unhappy with what she's doing or have to learn things that I don't like, or, you know, there are, and there were people that I really remember I had colleagues who were really happy and they were enjoying what they were doing. And I, I was kind of jealous because I'm not doing what I'm enjoying. Why am I here? No. But I just went with the with the, the flow. You know, I, I finished a university. I got a job. Uh, then that job at some point changed into another one. And I was just taking, you know, whatever I was receiving at that moment. Because um, 10 years ago in Romania, there was not a really a luxury that you can really choose what job you want to have. It's like what you can find. <laughs> So, yes, that was the moment when I, I, that was the first step of the change. (laughs) How many, how many years did you work after uh, university in this job? Actually, I started working in my second year of university. So when I was in bachelor, um, and I think I worked three or four years, but it was not, there were not all of them in the same company or in the doing the same kind of job. In the beginning, I liked it because I was working with people and um, I was more into um, European projects, but like implementing the project. So I was, for example, going in a caravan around the country to um, have talks in high schools with kids or, you know, it was in some points, it was like a lot of challenge and it was nice, but at the end, it just became something else and it had nothing to do with what I started in the beginning. <laughs> so how long did it take you to find what uh, what you're doing right now, to find what, what you actually loved? So actually, I was just looking for jobs and I was in Bucharest and I said, as I said, it was after the economical crisis, so I couldn't find a job and... Uh, at some point I started to think about like, I do I want to do this or maybe I can do something else. And since I didn't have anything like a financial support anymore, I didn't have something to lose. I was just thinking like, I need to find a job or I need to find, uh, to have an income. And it, there were a few hard, difficult months. Uh, but I, I was really lucky that I, my brother was helping me and my mother was helping me and, they understood my situation and that I was really, I, I don't think I was depressed because I was like all the time trying to find myself and what I want to to do in my life. But uh, I was mostly sad with the situation because I'm, I don't want to be forced to do something that I don't like, but in the same time, the society doesn't allow me to find myself or find what I love to do, you know, because I don't know, we need to pay rent, we need to pay bills. <laughs> That's like all the time the same. Um, and I think, I think it was maybe in 2011 when I started drawing. So I think I finished my master in 2010. Uh, and in 2011, I, I, I said that I, I decided that I want to go back to university and study design because design was my passion and something that I really loved, but it was so far away from me being that. 
So I was all the time passionate about it. I was buying magazines. I was reading about. I was like watching documentaries, or I knew so many things. But I was always thinking I cannot be that person because that means I need to go back to university and do it right and study from zero and get the education and. Imagine like just thinking like, oh, I'm 25 years old and I want to go back to school. So maybe I can be a designer when I'm, I don't know, 32 or something, you know, like I need to study and, you know, learn that what I want to do because it's also a large field. So, um, yeah, I think it was in 2011 when I, I said like, yeah, I think I want to do that because uh, my brother did the switch before me. He was uh, studying law. And then he he was always passionate about photography and video, and um, he just quit his school and he went to art school. So I saw that he did it, and he was happy, and he was saying, giving me advices like, "Why are you doing something that you don't like? Just <laughs> do whatever you <laughs> like. Like nobody is saying no to you." So it yeah, is, I think it is I harder had... to change jobs after you graduate and do a master's and find and you 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 already have an income. Maybe some people depending on you, and then you have to change again. Yeah, de- definitely. School. I think for me the 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 positive part was that I really had the support of my family um, since I start to work very early in my first university. My mom was always telling me in my when I got my first job, it's not really necessary for you to get a job. Just go to school and enjoy your your uh, student years. And uh, I was really, I wanted that job because it was a challenge for me at that time. And then she told me, maybe now it's the time for you to just focus on school and not do so many things in the same time and work and study. So I think I was lucky that they helped me during that time. True able to leave you know because you need to leave (laughs) (laughs) so when did you start the design school and when did you finish and so i start uh, i was in bucharest and uh, i decided that i want to go to uh, art school Mm -hmm. so there were a lot of classes and like private schools where you can take six months and become interior designer or something i really didn't want that because i didn't believe in something i knew that I I need to go and study and do it right because six months is not enough no, <laughs> to to learn something new and to be to be good at it. <clears throat> so I decided I want to go to University of Arts, and for that I need to pass an exam. So I I was like, okay, I have to prepare for that exam. And I had some friends, uh, a friend who was from my childhood who was already designer and she gave me a lot of advices and she uh, she supported me. And then uh, I remember I had to go to um, a summer school because in art school you need to prepare to have a portfolio to, to pass the exams. And there were many exams. I remember I had one week almost every day exam. And uh during that summer, I remember I was going to that uh, summer school and uh, I was drawing and my drawings were terrible. Like <laughs> I remember I was drawing like in sixth grade, you know, when I started, I, I was in an art school in middle school and I learned how to, to draw and we were having painting classes, but my level was dead, you know, like I was <laughs> what I learned at that time. And I had a professor who told me, uh, not to worry about my drawings because drawing is something that you learn. And he said, I, I don't uh, think that you will not be able to learn this. This is just like one thing that you need to learn to express your ideas. <clears throat> so I was just nonstop drawing. I remember I was staying at home and I was drawing my brother's shoes and everything that I could find. I was just putting objects and I was <clears throat> just trying to draw uh, so I can have some drawings in my portfolio. And I passed uh, the exams, the admission exam at university in, uh, in Bucharest. And they told me at the interview that uh, I passed, after the interview, that I passed the exams, <clears throat> not because of my portfolio, but because of my motivation. Because probably I had the speech and I told them how much I want to be there and why I want to do that. And they said that they really liked that I was so positive about it. And I told them that it's not a problem for me that I cannot draw. Um in my head, I was always thinking 
even if I don't learn how to draw perfectly, there are always like I will learn softwares and I, I can. There are so many ways and uh, options to express my ideas. But of course, for a designer, it's really important to be able to make sketches and not only 3D and stuff, you know. So, yeah, and I was accepted to the university and I was happy. So the thing was I was supposed to be accepted, but also to enter uh, between the first one so I don't have to pay because I didn't have money to pay for it. And that was also funny because I was, I think there were, I don't remember how many, maybe 10 places without payment. And then the other ones were with payment. And I was like the eight or the nine. I was like really close to be to the, the bottom list with the payment. Yeah. And I was so happy. Um, but then I was actually a bit disappointed with how things were in the university. And in the after my first three, three four months, I decided that I, I should not stay there. And maybe it's better to leave the country and go to another university somewhere where it's more focused on design and not just art. So that's how we met in Strasbourg, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I decided was a fun time. to... I still, I, still, I still remember you with your backpack, always running from <laughs> one place to another, <laughs> uh, studying, working, trying to... Yeah, I remember. Yes, learning how to draw, <laughs> learning French... Yeah, it was crazy time, but it was extremely nice, and I have so beautiful memories about that time. So I decided um, when I, I I started to make research and to see where I can go, um, I couldn't go directly passing an admission exam. I thought maybe I should just go with an exchange program and see if the school is a good fit or if I like it or not. So. Uh, I decided to, I, I really wanted to go to France. Since I was small, I had the French teacher who was like so in love with the culture and everything. And she just gave us that feeling of like, you need to go and live in France. I mean, not really live, but about the culture and you want to go and see it and, you know, be part of it. And I thought if I want to go to an art school, probably um, France would be the the best fit for me or maybe Italy. So there were a few places that I was I was making research and see where I should go. But um, this school in particular was kind of interesting for me um, because I started reading about it and it was exactly what we didn't have in Romania. <clears throat> I saw there's a, they have all the workshops, like glass, ceramic, wood. You can learn each material uh, you want from all of these. And there were so many options and this liberty of doing and freedom that you want to do whatever you are interested in, it was really nice. And <clears throat> in Bucharest, for example, everything was limited. There were all the time classes. And I was mostly interested in maybe learning as experience and not, again, studying, you know, those books that after that I'm not applying it anymore. I didn't want that. And this school was just the perfect fit for me. So... I was lucky actually with this one because um, they told me from the international office in my school in Romania that this school is not accepting bachelor uh, students, only master's students. So uh, I really wanted to go and then I I was thinking maybe I should just send an email to that school in France and ask them if maybe they would say yes to me, I don't know. And I sent an email and then they said, they answered me and they said, Yes, of course, you can send your portfolio and it's open for everybody. So actually, this was something that in Romania, in the school, they were deciding which school is who's going or something like that. And they didn't really like it because I just went and on my own and sent emails. But they said, yeah, you can send your portfolio. But if you're not accepted, then you will just uh, miss your uh, international experience and uh, exchange program. So I said, okay, no problem. I will, I will send my portfolio. And then I was accepted there and everybody was like congratulating me in the school saying that I'm the first one who's going to that school. Uh, nobody from my school went before, um, to this university in France. Um, so it was really nice that they accepted me. 
And again, my professor from France told me after a while that they didn't choose me for my portfolio, it was for my <laughs> motivation letter. Um, so I think people, they were seeing something, you know, behind that, like all that probably excitement that I was having and so happy that I finally do what I love. And um, even though maybe my, my drawings, because now I know what I sent and if I look back, if somebody would show me now a student those kind of drawings, I would say like, mm, I don't know what to say about that. But probably if I would read those letters, I would understand that there's so much more behind that. So I think this is something that we really need in in this field, you know, to be motivated and to have this passion about what we are doing. I mean, not only in this field, but in general. I think, in, in, I think that's yeah, valid in general. How did you keep up the high spirits considering that people were telling you as you were moving along that hey, your drawings are not good? <laughs> you were going away to a foreign country without a lot of money, just the support of the of the family, some support from the family. And what kept you kept your spirits uh, high? I think I was so I had a better understanding about what I could do. <clears throat> those people, they, they didn't know me very well. There were just people who were seeing a label you know, or something like, oh, her drawings, they are not good. But you don't know the product, you know. You, like, for example, I was doing a lot of reading and I was so serious about everything. And I saw my colleagues, for example, in Bucharest, they were doing beautiful drawings. And, like, I was really amazed by, by what they were doing by hand. But in the same time... I knew that there's so much more than that. You know, there's like, you need to have a, a knowledge. You need to have, I don't know, to learn so many things from, and not only design, because design is not just about, I don't know, making a product. It's about understanding someone's needs and our real needs. And like us as, as humans on this planet and how we evolve. And like in my head, I didn't just want to, I don't know, make another chair and be able to design and draw that chair and make it on the computer. I wanted to understand more than that. So I think this is the, where I was, I really believe in my, in myself and that I can do something. And I was not, for me, that drawing was just a, a way of expressing some ideas and it was like a tool, you know, and I knew that I can learn other ways if this doesn't work, but I also knew that I can learn it and I need just some time for that. Would so you? I was just kind of ignoring what I was hearing about my drawing because I was also hearing a lot of positive things on the other side. In Bucharest, I had a professor. He was an ergonomy professor, and he was coming from um, architecture university. He was teaching in both of them. And he really liked me because, or I had that feeling because he was giving me a lot of positive feedback, and he was saying, uh, it's really good to start something when you are older, because when you are young, maybe 19 or 18 years old, you maybe don't take things so serious. <clears throat> so I was really seeing like, oh, I'm now 25 and I have already an experience. <clears throat> I knew how to read the books faster or, you know, after reading like logic books and ethic and whatever I studied in my first university. It was just different and I had a different perspective of doing things and learning and maybe, yeah. Would you say that you had... Getting information. Would you say that you had skills that you could rely on, that you had uh, certain skills that you already developed in your first job, first university, and that you could use to go through this experience and maybe learn better, be more efficient uh, and, oh, and yeah, definitely. get out? Oh, yeah, which which were the top skills that you had you you could rely on? So I think the fact that I studied another university before, for example, in my first year in communication, I remember I was scared when I was seeing that oh my god I have to learn this book for like the first semester exam. I was like terrified because coming from high school you just know very little. You have a few pages and that's all you have to learn. And then you start to have that exercise of accumulating information and, you know, choosing what you need to learn and what maybe is not so important. So I think after five years of university, for me, this new university was just something that I was 
I had a better understanding of how I have to do things and how should I, I don't know, organize my day so I don't lose time with things that are might, might not be important or, you know, I was just be able to, to have a better perspective on how I should do things right and maybe not to make the same mistakes as I did in my first university if I did any of them. So that was definitely one thing. The second was that um, graduating and then going to work, you can understand that actually all those books that you read is not applying sometimes in the real life, you know. It's like you need to learn new things when you are working. So that means theory and practice, they are also different from one to another. So then I knew that I really need to focus on practice and, of course, also theory, but in the same time to do both of them because one without another are not working. So that's why I was really happy when I, I got to France because they always had real projects. So not all of them, but I had exhibitions in museums. I had collaborations with factories sometime or we were visiting factories or you could see what's happening in the real world, which I really wanted to see how it is because I knew if I just study for five years and then I go, I graduate and then I'm like, oh, I have a diploma and I'm a designer, but I don't know how to do anything because I never saw. So I think these two were the most important things. The fact that I study and then I went to work and I could understand how is the difference and you know how we, we usually do in like real, real life. life works, yeah. <laughs> And since then, I'm always saying whenever I, I met people who are younger, I always tell them do internships because they are so important. Internships are really important because you just for a little bit, you go out of your school, you have a little bit of experience, but then you come back to school and uh, you can still maybe, I don't know, learn things that you didn't focus on before, you know, to, to make yourself be better at what you're doing. Irina, I really want to get into the juicy part of the story because I was always surprised uh, when 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 we met each other in Strasbourg, how many things you were doing at the same time to keep yourself going through the university, which which was for quite a long time. You had no you had no income, so you had to do something for for uh, money. Uh, and I, how many hours were you working? What did you have to go through, and how how hard was it? <laughs> So I don't know how many hours I was working as I was just not considering everything as work. For example, uh, the part with the school, uh, even though working in workshops or like physics work, I had many days, it didn't feel like work. It felt like, you know, it's nice and I love it and I'm happy with what I'm doing and I'm learning new things. Um but yes, of course, the financial part, that was a problem because I came from Romania with an exchange program. So those scholarships are extremely small and they are not covering your um, expenses. Like everything is just a part. And uh, I had <clears throat> some help from financial help from my family in the beginning. But of course, I didn't want to stay with that and like ask my mother all the time to give me money. That was not right. Um and I was trying to find a job, but the problem was with my exchange program there. And whenever I was say, saying to somebody that I, I am with that exchange program, they were thinking I'm not serious because usually people just go to have fun and have other experiences. Um, and of course, it was difficult in the beginning. And uh, the hardest part was in the second semester when I was supposed to receive my scholarship from Romania for the second semester, but they didn't give it to me and they were always postponing. So I think I had, uh, they were supposed to give it to me in, I think in December and they gave it like April. So imagine every day I was like kind of checking my account to see if they, because they were always saying this week, this week. <laughs> and I was believing, but I don't know, there was always problems like administration part was not working and, uh, but I never waited for those money. Like I was always trying to <clears throat> find a way. Uh, I mean, in the beginning, I, I was looking for jobs and uh, some people, some colleagues recommended me, maybe you can do babysitting. And I was thinking, yeah, that would be great because I love kids and it would be amazing. But again, I was not speaking French very well. And um, it was also hard the same with the program I was there 
uh, not speaking the language, not having experience. There are these agencies like babysitting agencies in, in France and you need to prove that, I don't know, you had a class or you know how to work with kids. And I had nothing like that, but I was again lucky. I'm always saying lucky because I just feel like I was, I don't know, good things were coming to me, even though there was like general, maybe not so great. You know, it was hard, but um, I think with my motivation letters and my job application, some people were just seeing something there. Like, you know, like the same happened with the, the babysitting. I, I applied for a job and uh, the lady uh was Romanian but we were speaking in French in the beginning but she understood I'm Romanian and I had the meeting with her and she was a super nice lady and she said okay I will give you a chance but I saw that she's very serious also you know and I had one play date not date but like I went for a babysitting day but I was supervised um by her niece and the kids loved me and I, I, it was so nice and I was I, I was so happy to be there. And then she said, OK, you can come. And I was just going occasionally, but um, I think they, they really saw that I am honest and I take good care of kids and the kids were happy. And and then they, they start to recommend me from one to another. And then I began to have I was going like almost every evening even though they were occasional, uh, I was not having like a real s a schedule every week. I was super busy. So I was like mo most of the time in the workshops. Uh, and then whenever I was finishing, like maybe six, seven, I was going directly to babysit because I was babysitting in the evenings. I remember sometime I was getting home, maybe it was 11 or 12 <laughs> uh, in the night, but I was so happy and the kids were, were making me happy. And I remember you were saying like, <laughs> sometimes like, how can you stay with so many kids in the same time <laughs> or like after a long work day? But for me, that was, I was kind of, I was all the time having like, I was focusing very much on like trying to be there all the time and see what they are doing and not to, you know, one minute I'm turning my head and they are on a chair on another chair. I didn't want to do that. I really wanted to miss that, um, not to miss that. So it was a very high concentration, like I was all the time focusing. But in the same time, I enjoyed being between them because at that point, I was just forgetting about everything, you know. I was focusing so much on what are they doing or like how we are playing or whatever, that I was just like, my mind was off everything else. So that's why I feel like it was not a real uh, I mean, it didn't feel like a job all day long because there were different activities which I was enjoying, like enjoying being with kids, enjoying being in school. So I was working maybe 15 hours, but sometimes I think even more. I think even more because you were going back home, you had to learn French and you had to learn InDesign and all the softwares as well. So it was not just going to school and doing kids, but it was it was something else as well. And then, of course, you were still a student and you wanted to go out with friends as well on on the side, right? And have a bit of fun because otherwise, it's it's just crazy. I yeah. If if I at any point I need to give an example of someone who <laughs> has made it through extremely hard work, I it's always you that comes to my mind. And then whenever I'm like, I don't want to do this, I'm thinking, no, 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 no. Irina managed to do this. <laughs> Hard work gets you there. <laughs> Are you happy? Yeah, actually, there were... Go ahead. Uh, there were some times when it was extremely hard and I, under, I understood at that moment how hard it is for me. Because in general, I was just happy with what I was doing. But then um, for one year, I worked in high school in school in, in Strasbourg and I was working uh, at lunchtime when they have two hours and uh, the kids are eating for maybe half an hour but then they need to have some activities and I was for uh, hired for those activities and I was doing drawing classes and painting and all sorts of activities but in the same time I we were supposed to have a few days per month when and per week when we have to supervise those who are not choosing to be in activities, but they just choose to be in the playground. And there were some times like during the winter when we were supposed to stay maybe one hour, one hour and a half in cold 
just like supervise them. And, you know, kids are running and maybe they're not super cold, but sometimes there was so cold that we were not allowed to keep the kids outside more than 15 minutes, but we were always outside. So the problem was during that year that uh, I didn't have time to eat at lunchtime. So I was going from uh, school directly to my job and then coming back and I was all the time running. And I remember on my bike, I didn't want to be late for my uh, classes. And the hardest part was when I was staying outside and then I was coming back and my hands were freezed. I couldn't use the mouse or drawing. And I remember once I had an appointment with my um, with my uh, professor and he said, like, I was trying to explain him something. And he was like, what is wrong? And I told him I cannot draw because my hand is this. And I told him that I stayed outside and they were nice people. They were all un- understanding me in, in the school. It was not a problem, but it just felt like it's too much. You know, I want to have a lunchtime once. And not be all the time um, on the run. And I was eating sandwiches and whatever I was finding at Boulangerie, you know, how is in France that at 2, you cannot find anything at 2 p.m. It's like you just eat whatever it's left. So I was just buying sandwiches that others didn't buy because they were like weird mixes or something. Some At some point I was just eating to eat because I, didn't, <laughs> I knew I had to eat. <laughs> but I didn't enjoy maybe what. I was really eating. Can you remember a moment when you when you when you thought that hey maybe this is not worth it maybe I should have just stayed and did what I was doing before? No. There was no moment like that. I think I was all the time seeing that I I learn more so I become something else. So even though maybe I was I had hard times at some point, I was I earned so much more. So I was so uh, more than I was like two, three years ago, because two, three years ago I was unhappy and I had maybe not, I didn't know so much about this field, but now I know so much, even though maybe it's super hard right now. <laughs> I didn't care because I was, uh, I was happy. Yeah. I mean, there were hard times when I was um, questioning, maybe I should do it differently, mostly from the financial point of view, because I was depending so much on that scholarship in in my first year in France, Uh, that scholarship from Romania and that system and how it didn't work at all and they didn't help us. And I was thinking, I am in this situation and I can handle it, but there are other kids who are going in and they are much younger and not to receive their scholarship for two, three months and to, to hear every day I will receive it to this week. It's just, it's not right. So, um, I think that was the the moment when I was thinking maybe I should, you know, in especially in Europe there are a lot of grants and maybe there there should be another way to do it and that for me was the the right one that I chose at that time but <clears throat> probably there were better ones. And not to have to struggle so much financially because uh, that's really the hard part. I mean you are happy with what you're doing and you have like a great day and it's amazing but when you don't have what to eat in the evening that's not fun (laughs) but still if you are happy with what you're doing it's okay (laughs) how did it feel to be a junior again did you have any issues at school did you have any issues with uh, friends or family because you are not very old right but but still you are seven eight years older than the 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 age when people study this this thing so the usual age right were you perceived differently? Do you have any issues because of um, this? Yeah, definitely. So in Romania, it was not very different because I was always the oldest one in my class, but I was appreciated for my experience and for my uh, knowledge. And I was maybe helping others with, I don't know, whatever I was good at, advices, life <laughs> advices sometimes. But... Uh, in France, yes, it happened a few times because they they couldn't, some people couldn't understand, like, why did you graduate and work and then go back to school? Uh, because it didn't make sense for some of them. You know, when you think about, like, a society, oh, you finish high school, you go to university, and then you get a job and you do that for your whole life. So for me, I was always trying to explain that 
I decided to do and study that when I was 19 and I didn't have the possibility to go to art school because it was expensive, but I always wanted to do this. And it was always the same story, trying to justify why am I here at 25, 26 years old or older after uh, doing this at this point in my life. And I had to explain that, that I didn't waste my life before doing this and I didn't just like did nothing with my years. I just did something that I was not really happy about, but I studied five years and those five years, like reading philosophy books and communication books. And there were so many things that I learned and it helped me have a better perception of world and whatever was happening around me. But in the same time, I, I wanted more. So why should I be, why should this be a disadvantage in the society when you want to learn more and improve yourself and become something more than what you are right now. And you take all the sacrifices. So in France, there were a few situations when I was discriminated by age because uh, some people were thinking that I am uh, studying because I want to get scholarships, which was not the case because French government never gave me any scholarship because they have a rule only to, until 26 years old. So I came to France when I was 26 years old and I was not uh, eligible for any scholarship. That's why I had to start working and pay my rent and everything for what I was earning. So I had to explain them that I'm not here on the French government money, you know. I am, I just received some, uh, you know, remember we were receiving some as students some help from the government for the rent, which was like very small. Uh, but that was all. I never received anything. And I was telling them, like, I'm not here to take your government's money. I'm just here to learn. And because you have better schools or, you know. Um, but these people were very, just few, you know. Most of the people were understanding. And whenever I was explaining or justifying this, but I didn't like that I had to justify this. Because, for example, now in United States, there are, I met so many people who did so many things in their life and they are not seen as wrongs. This is something wrong. You know, you didn't stick with what you learned in the beginning. No, it's really good to be able to make a change. And if you get to that point in your life where you don't really like what you want to do, just do something else. I mean, we have so many options, you know, of well, learning. But, and But as you said, I, uh, I think still age discrimination is the, the most often and then when you're still 20, 20 something, it's still easy, but the more mature the people are when they make the change, the, the hardest it is because everyone looks at it as something very strange. So how come you just realize right now that, uh, that you don't like something? And, and it's not even that, right? It's not only, maybe you liked what you did for half of your life, but maybe you just want to do something different and that should be. Exactly. And it's, there are different, like, for example, when I was in, in my first university, I always thought I would enjoy having an office job because at that time I was like 19 years old. I had no idea what the office job means. So this is the basic, most basic example. And then I get to have an office job. And then I understand that I'm not really made for an office job because I have so much energy and I like to move and do things with my hands. But I had no idea until I had to get that, to have that experience. So that's why I think it's really good for people to, to get, to have a change in their life if they don't like it, because they don't know what they like. You know, it's like, I'm showing you some food plates and I'm saying like, I'm describing you, but until you taste them, you have no idea how they taste and if you really like them or not. So that's why I think it's important uh, for whoever feels like, something is not working maybe to try something else of course there are a lot of challenges <laughs> but um i think this is the right thing to do to be to be happy and not to be frustrated later in life or <laughs> continue to be unhappy <laughs> you are now a designer you move to the us you are have your own exhibitions and your own projects and customers you you are you happy with the results so far Yes, I am happy. Of course, I always think that I can do better than this. And I always, now I try to challenge myself because I miss some things from France that I was always um, pushed. I always push my limits with 
or either the projects or the fact that it was very difficult. Uh, and now it's not so difficult anymore, so I'm trying to make it difficult <laughs> through my work. Like, for example, I have always projects for my clients, but sometimes they are not, uh, maybe they are more retail-oriented or focused or like too much technical. And then I really miss doing something with my hands and I don't know, working with other materials. So then I add projects to my daily life. Like like I want to do this and this and then to have my personal work. And then I end up like working on maybe six or seven projects in the same time. And I like like to wake up in the morning. (laughs) 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 Yeah, but see, I don't see it like that. That's the thing. I don't, if I would work, if somebody would tell me like, oh, my mom or my brother has to work 15 hours per day. First, I think I would think about like, what do they have to do? Because if my brother has to do animation, I know that he loves it so much that he can just do it all day on Sunday and he won't see it as he's doing something he doesn't like. But if he has to go to a job that he doesn't like and he has to stay there 15 hours, then I would be worried. So I think this is the difference because it really matters what you want, what you like to do. And if you do what you like for your job, then it doesn't feel like a job, like to read books about design or anything that I'm interested in in the weekends. It's for my job, but it's not really. It's like I'm getting some uh, relaxing time with that or making research for projects or reading. You know how it is because you are helping me sometimes. (laughs) I think you just get to learn new things. Yeah, and that's how you recognize that you're actually doing what you're supposed to be doing or, or what you like doing it gives you more energy than it takes away yeah definitely and you have a satisfaction that's the the most important thing and i said this many times and to my friends that to wake up in the morning and to be excited about what you are supposed to do during that day and then to go to sleep with satisfaction that even though it's something super small that you did or you had an idea or it doesn't matter but to have an accomplishment for that day or something that you really uh, have satisfaction for is just the best thing. And I think this is what maybe many people have when they have depression or something, you know, it's about you wake up in the morning and you think about that. Oh, I have to go to that place or do that or be unhappy with that situation. It's just, it's ruining, ruining us in a way or another, you know, like, if you are to look back and you have to summarize your experience in three things you would do the same and three things that you would change about your entire journey of transformation, what would you do the same and what would you change? So I'll do the same. <clears throat> First of all, I would go to France. Uh, I think that was a very uh, good decision wise for my career path. Um, I would definitely go to work for Sebastian Helkner as an intern in Germany because it's where I learn the most important things that are defining my everyday work and to have a good perspective of how design happens at like really high uh, and like high scale. Um, and the third thing that I would do the same, I would probably quit my job, the one that I hate. <laughs> That's, I think these are the most important, maybe. And um, what I would change, I would definitely uh, try to find a different way to go to France and maybe not with that exchange program I went with because it was very difficult and I had to pass an exam in France after I was I studied there one year and then I had to pass an exam to be in that school. So it was a very long process. Uh, so probably doing it differently would be better. Um, what else I would change? I would work harder. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Even harder? Um, I mean, you know, I have some regrets. There were moments when I... Uh, I was selected, for example, for design fairs recently, like in the last couple of years. And uh, even though you are selected for important design fairs as young designer, you still need to pay some fees. 
So I was selected to, my work was selected to good affairs, uh, but I didn't go because I couldn't uh, cover them financially. So probably I would try to to find different ways to do that. And now, for example, I learned there are so many grants for small businesses and things that I didn't know before. So I think I should do more reading about this and not just focus on design, but focus also on my business um, part. So this is the second one probably I would change. And the third one that I would change, um, I don't know. Nothing comes to my mind right now. I would read more maybe. <laughs> I always buy books and I buy so many books. Um, and I start reading and then I buy another book and then I don't have time to read all my books. So maybe I should find more time to read the books because I just learned so many things from other designers and, you know, people who are like studying different topics that I just have nothing, I don't know nothing about. So, yeah, this three. Rina, did I forget to ask you something? Something that you think was important in this journey and I just didn't think to ask about it? Mm, I don't know. I just think it's... Um, yeah, maybe we were talking at some point that um, how are people around you, like close people, not family, but maybe friends uh, mm -hmm. receiving this. So uh, there are always people who may laugh and say like, oh, you won't do it. Or like, you know, those kind of that kind of attitude that is not really encouraging. And I had those friends who were like, mocking me and saying like oh you will start and then after one year you won't go anymore or and I was questioning that I was saying like yeah maybe it's like that or I mean even though I was not trying to start something that I will quit at some point I was sometimes if you hear it all the time and people don't take you serious you might think it's like that and then you you just maybe choose not to do it because you hear it too often so I think this is something important that if you want to do something, just do it. And of course, there will be hard times and less hard times, people who uh, who will sustain and help you and others who won't and will maybe laugh in your face and say like, oh, you're going to school again at 26 years old. Haha. <laughs> or, you know, that kind of attitude. So I, I just think this is something important. So just believe in yourself and go with the flow. <laughs> I guess. Irina, thank you so much. Thank you, Yulia. It was nice being here. Yeah, it was really nice uh, for hear, having me. hearing your, your story. Of course, I knew part of it, but, but it's really nice to go through it again and relive those, uh, those moments that we shared together in France. Yeah, it was a nice time. Yeah. <laughs> but more nice and good times will come. So <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Thank you so much. Thank you. And have a nice day. Enjoy your day today. Thanks. You too. Bye, Julia. Bye.